0: The only way I could reconcile to be up in the spotlight, leading other people when I need is actually really understand that my leadership is in service of something bigger and is in service of other people.
1: Welcome to Artist as Leader, where we explore the intersection of creativity and leadership. I'm Rob Kramer, founder and CEO of Kramer Leadership.
2: And I'm Corey Madden, executive director of the Thomas S. Keenan Institute for the Arts at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts.
1: What amazing artist leader do you have on tap for us today, Corey?
2: I had the wonderful opportunity to talk to Samuel Hoy, or Sammy, as he likes to be called, the president of MICA, the Maryland Institute College of the Arts, which I recently learned is the oldest continuously degree-granting college of art and design in the nation.
1: Wow, very nice. Uh, You had met him before, right?
2: Yes, Sammy was the president of Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles, and I'd seen him speak on a number of occasions. He's one of my artist leader rock star heroes. Nice. Sammy spoke to me from his office in Baltimore, and I started our conversation by asking him how he trained as an artist and how he thought that training might have influenced how he leads.
0: I was I was born and grew up in Hong Kong, coming here as a uh, immigrant, and I have the kind of um, a traditional. Uh, Background and education that you're supposed to excel, supposed to work hard, but also p- supposed to like keep your mouth shut and and know your place. <laughs> and so, so I was I was very shy when I came, you know, to the states. And so for me, I leadership was something that was very foreign to me. I would never imagine one day to become a, you know college president or lead of any kind. And but it's really through uh, my. Um, very fortunate life journey that I discover leadership along the way. I think the big change happened when I immigrated to United States at the age of seventeen. I finished my last two years of high school in Honolulu, and um, when I went to an American high school, uh, the. I think the leadership was i guess thrust upon me in some way uh, because I was recognized by the faculty who said oh there 's a hot um, a, uh, um working you know student who could do that, so I was asked to be a teaching assistant um, I would say that my path of leadership lied very much i think in my um not saying no. So when someone gave me an opportunity, I said, okay, I'll step in and, and be that teaching assistant. And then when other students saw that I would do the work, there were work that no one else wanted to do. Uh, I remember there was a kind of, um, I was an immigrant, I was an international student, but I hang out a lot with international students because of a similar background. So we had an international student club and one year someone needed to organize a trip, no one wanted to do it. And they all vote and say, oh, Sammy would do it. And I said, okay. So I stepped in and did that and next thing I knew I was the president of the International Student Club because I would do the work. So so, um, I I think I I moved into the pathway really without never wanting to seize it for my own purpose, um, but because other people asked me, then I said, oh, this makes sense, this is needed, and I stepped in there, and it was very organic. Um, And then I would say after, um, uh, when I went to college um, and then law school, I never really uh, thought that I got a taste for the leadership pathway I needed to be um you know the um uh, f- kind of further my leadership uh journey in and 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 in college and in law school uh but then when I went to work I apply the same uh, kind of, I would say, work ethics and the same purpose and just say, oh, this needs to be done. I would just do the work. And um, and because of, I, I was well-trained, uh, my work was noticed. Um, and then very early on, um, at, at, um, I went to Parsons School of Design for my office. Um, uh, artistic training illustration. And when I finished my degree, I um, uh, wanted to um, be a freelance um, uh, designer and, and, and illustrator. And the school came back to me and said, well, would we value your um, your work and and we have this great um opportunity would you like to consider it and uh, I was uh, quite young at that time and but it was to become a director of a um foreign campus a very small small campus in Paris and I said oh wow I could go to Paris for you know a couple of years and and do this wonderful you know position so I agree and again it was a uh, someone um uh, my, my actually my professional mentor at that time who was the executive dean um discovered me and gave me that opportunity and um and, and I, and I did not say no, I accepted and I went. And then when I was in um, Paris, I directed a little campus for three years and, um, and, and really fell in love with uh, the work because it really brought together um, um, the creative environment. I was in an art school uh, running an art program, uh, but at the same time, I um, used a lot of my administrative skills that I acquired through the law school training and giving my own uh, Chinese um, kind of background, American background, the Confucius pathway of uh, helping others advance theirs, themselves and their lives through education has such um, purpose and meaning for me that those things came together. I so at that stage, I realized, oh, that's the moment I could actually, um, uh, I could see this uh, kind of being, being a path forward. So I, I happily then gave up my uh, kind of full time artistic practice path to go on uh, this, um, you know, arts. Uh, school administration and, and support pathway and, uh, and 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 that became really my uh, my journey and um uh and and then I was uh, my work in Parsons Paris um, led to uh, my next job was I was asked to um, go to the Corcoran and be, be the dean of the uh, Corcoran School of Art um, when it was still a museum school independent museum school in Washington D.C. and then I was headhunted and went to uh, Otis College of Art and Design in Los Angeles uh, where Corey and I I guess uh, had our first um, uh, meeting. So, so everything is actually uh, very organic and, and never re, my, my sorting it out. But a certain uh, time in life, I would say, uh, that my I guess my years in Paris, I really came to that internal conclusion that, no, I'm comfortable with the leadership position. This is a great way to serve. Um, and, um, and then when I had my first presidency at um, Otis in Los Angeles, it also made me realize that sometimes um, the... The position that you can have the most um, influence and the most direct path to accomplish in a way that you like to see the best is actually um, the, um, the 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 top position. And then um, I have no hesitancy staying in that area. But, but the only way I could reconcile to be up in the spotlight leading other people when I need is actually really understand that my leadership is in service of something bigger and is in service of other people so when i have uh, when you have that realization then um uh you, you, you again you i you know you observe and you see what other people's need and sometimes people do need a leader to be author not author- authoritative is the wrong word but to have the strength to come out and represent that whole body and advocate for what they all believe in and i don't hesitate to do that My artistic training definitely influences and informs my uh, leadership approach. The first and perhaps too obvious thing to mention is creativity. It sounds cliche, but it's very true. I'm very excited by originality and not afraid of the unprecedented. It's very fun for me to imagine possibilities, uh, ways to innovate things, ways to look at traditional things but in contemporary context and relevance and help to bring uh, them into reality or amplify their significance and meaning. I can't say whether my artistic background actually instilled that in me or that's why I was drawn to art in the first place, but the two elements are definitely connected and feed each other. Um, And I think the second thing I want to mention is that um, artists are makers and tinkerers. As a leader, I like to make things happen and make things better. Uh, I'm pretty action driven and I do think that my um, art background has a lot to do with that. And the third thing I want to mention is perhaps the most significant and this is what I call the blessing and the curse of um, being an artist. And that is, um, I really cannot do things very, very well unless I have passion and belief in what I do. Now, I'm not so lucky, uh, or very few people are, that my um, daily job is full of big and small tasks that are always fun and passionate. So what I mean to say is that as a leader, I choose carefully what, where, and whom I serve so that once I set on my path, I know where my purpose is vested and where my um, convictions lie. And that knowledge, that framework, that purpose can ignite the passion and energy that I bring to my work and even obstacles to be overcome then have meaning. Does that Uh, make sense to you?
2: Wonderful, and the word framework really excites me because I think about you as – an illustrator and and an artist. And one of the things that I really notice about being someone who works within the framework, let's say, of the page or uh, the canvas, that that a lot of the Mm -hmm. key decisions are compositional. And I wonder if you could talk a little bit about skills that you learned as an artist and how they show up in your leadership. Are you aware of that? And do you pay attention to it?
0: Yes, I don't. I'm not aware of it on a daily basis, but now that you prompt my thinking, I can definitely relate back to that. So, for example, you just mentioned about the compositional um, skills and decisions one would have to make as an artist. And as, because I was trained as an illustrator, I took lots of painting and drawing classes. I took graphic design. I took photography. All that have to. Um, um, uh it is central to all that um that i did in art school uh, was learned how to observe how to really see before um making a mark on paper or before you know, clicking the, the uh, you know photo shutter to take an image. Um, and so you get a spark of an idea, you get a spark of an interest, and you draw and you build or you crop an image in multiple ways until you discover and feel the rightness of your approach. And then you craft that final expression that you want to present to the world. And I would like to think that my leadership approach is very much about this um, freedom and joy of ideation, of spark. And uh, that habit of uh, iterating and actually um, rapid iteration mm-hmm. of many possible scenarios and solutions around uh, th- those ideas and those sparks until something feels you know just right. So so there there is a, a, a great similarity in what you describe and uh, how I was trained in art school and what I bring uh, to my work. And I would say also that in art you learn to. Discover and exercise your voice and you know, a quote unquote, quote, uh, you know, vision, mm-hmm. and you learn to commit to the excellence of your craft, and that is also very relevant to leadership work. Um, you cannot really be an authentic leader unless you know how to show your true self. And then you have to use your your, your compelling uh, voice and, and 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 clarify the case for others to join you on that journey and join you in that work. And finally, um, I would say in visual arts, critique is a key process in creation. Uh, you uh, kind of pre- you you learn to present your ideas in your work. You learn to receive feedback from multiple sources. And you have to then use your own uh, point of view to synthesize from these multiple sources, your own conclusion that guide you forward. And you also learn to share your opinions and your perspectives in a respectful, uh, useful to others and questing manner. And, and that is open-ended and not a, an order or a mandate you know, to those around you. And all that, I would say, is very important uh, in a mindful leadership work.
2: I wonder. I'm thinking a lot about how many artists you've worked with, both young artists and also your incredible faculty of three different major uni- you know universities or conservatories of of mm-hmm. art, and also all the artists who visit. And you know, you're obviously very much in the network of the art world. And I'm wondering how you think of your artistic sensibility as showing up in the way that you lead others.
0: Having been trained in an art schools, um, I tend to uh, appreciate ambiguity. I can see um, that oftentimes you need to um, be um, creative and you're really very observant. You need to be very respectful to help people bridge um, their um, comfort and discomforts. And from one uh, face to the other and so in that work um, I, uh, I would say that I'm someone who uh, kind of observes all different styles of leadership and try to um, uh, bring other people along or empower them and learn from them uh, so that uh, we can um, have different leadership um, capabilities and styles manifest you know along the way going forward um, and so so I do think that uh, my artistic training has some uh, bearing on how I work and, and you know when needed lead others.
2: Later in our interview, I asked him to tell us about some of the projects he's currently working on at MICA.
0: Yes, uh, so MICA, we are uh, right in the middle of a strategic planning process that's actually be concluded in maybe uh, two to three months' time. And the number one goal is for us to uh, establish a model of what we call integrative education and in art and design. And it's very much about acknowledging the centrality of um Artists and designers and their spe- special way of looking at the world and their special way of uh, contributing, making things and contributing to the world to be meaningful in arena way beyond the traditional. Um, platforms in which art and and design and cultures are recognized. So um, we are really saying that we want to um, provide, just like you are doing at at your institution, at your school, um, giving the students the mindset, the confidence, experiences, and the skills to come into all these different sectors in which they can assert themselves as leaders. And um, we... Uh, very much actively thinking about how do we use art, design, and culture as social, economic, technology, and sustainability strategies that um, others can also embrace and, and, and work with us. So, just to give you an example, uh, we are, uh, have a fantastic project right now. It's called the Natural Dye Initiative. Um, basically, we uh, Micah received a grant from the Maryland State of Commerce, um, uh, Department of Commerce, uh, to examine. Um, Urban farming and using uh, indigo and other natural kind of um, dye um, uh, methods to uh, get products that actually can stimulate um, kind of um, small-scale local manufacturing and uh, local products, you know, making. And when that grant came, it actually had a a origin of a a cultural exchange between uh, Baltimore and a, a city in South Korea, uh, that actually have that deep, um, uh, tradition. So when Micah was asked to be, uh, the project implementor, uh, we were able to, uh, bring this wonderful, wonderful international cultural exchange, economic, um, kind of, um, uh, strategy, you know, project and, uh, bring our awareness of the city of Baltimore and the um, United States slave history uh, perspective into it and say, look, if we're going to examine how do you do indigo and how do you do natural dye, we have to uh, recognize the the very fraught and complex um, history that's unique to uh, the states. Um, so while this is a international exchange program, we cannot not acknowledge that, especially in the, in the city of Baltimore, where 63.7 percent of populations are of African American, uh, you know, heritage. Um, so we actually then uh, really build around that project to make sure. Let's not also do an institutional project. Let's do a community uh, co-design. And collaborative project, and so I, I won't give you every single details. But uh, about a year, uh, two years down the road now, uh, we are actually modeling a project um, that we have opened up the. Um, the walls and the gates of the we're not a gated community uh, college, but the metaphoric mm-hmm. gate um, so uh, the um, natural Dye project are running classes where um, uh, our faculty member and community um, uh, leaders and elders and um, people are holding really the art um, and the history of um, our natural dyes um, uh, in the productions are actually in the classroom and we also have uh, community members uh, um, students from a public university and colleges and Mica students uh, constructing a what we call intergenerational teaching and learning community that's vastly different from the traditional professor to students, uh, you know, one-way generation transmission of expertise and um, and through this project, um, Mica as a institution, that becomes are learning a great deal from. Uh, innovating a uh, new way of um, uh, teaching and learning. And we are also um, uh, kind of creating for the state and for the city a new model of working that uh, takes uh, the most exciting aspects of kind of international exchange, you know, local history, um, the kind of social, racial, um, um, you know, um, uh, I was, uh, uh, tensions and issues that really need some. Uh, healing um, to all, all of that um, uh, wonderful complexity into a class that I would say every single faculty member and student and community member have experienced it just that this is the future. But at the same time, is so complex that we cannot replicate across campus yet, but it has given us this incredible, incredible model uh, from which we can actually derive many other lessons and many other experiments. Um, so I, I hope that I give you clear enough an example. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely it's, it is, uh, wonderful and yeah, yeah, very,
2: yeah. very inspiring. Right. It's interesting. We have someone in our uh, arts enterprise lab who's a natural dye entrepreneur, and I want to make sure that they right. find out more about this project because it sounds great. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think the great thing is that actually um, we also are um, you know exchanging this um, kind of learning with the um, the, the state um, department of commerce. They are so wow. inspired. They actually renew the grant. That's so fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Re- and really, really wonderful. It yes. sounds
2: sounds fantastic. It makes me want to move on to that question of um, how do you encourage other people and especially your students, to see the word leadership or leadership as being um, attractive and an important part of being an artist?
0: I would say that um, there are certain um, conceptual barrier in the artistic training uh, system right now that tend to not encourage some artists, not all, um, uh, to step forward and acknowledge themselves leader. I certainly um, had that um, fallacy in my mind you know before and so i think how we unleash that at mica is really not maybe um definitely talk explicit about leadership but not forcing people to be a leader but rather uh uh enabling everyone to have um and, and in some way um laying it in such a way that everyone has a mandatory experience to be engaged and engage with something they're passionate about engage in something that they um um, again deeply believe in and engage that if they deeply are passionate about something and believe it they can actually make a change in order to move a change forward they have to own part of that action and ownership of that action is the beginning of leadership and for those who have a taste of it and like it uh, they will Naturally, step up and begin to recognize and see themselves in a different way. And for those who are natural leaders who already are coming, we just make sure that we go get out of the way or we construct the kind of uh, opportunity and space for them to further, uh, you know, rise and, and. and, and recognize themselves in that space. So I, I think, for again, for different people, the different ways. But we um, I, I take approach that let's make it pervasive, let's make it natural, let's make it organic to the education they're receiving, and let's not also separate um, between. Academic studio, classroom work, and um, say student affairs. Every single moment at Mica, we will see it as educational moment. So it's a very holistic uh, environment and, and journey that a student uh, joins when they when they come on this campus. And that's how leadership is. That's how leadership is groomed. And we recognize students as leaders, whether they are uh, you know mentors in a um, um, let's say um, a, uh, uh, the English second language lab or a um, residence. Um, um, a coordinator uh, or a um, student um, uh, voice association leaders. There are just many, many different ways to lead.
1: And there's so much going on in this interview, Corey. Uh, the first thing that jumped out to me was early on when he was getting started as an artist leader, he would just say yes. He said he said yes to things and he'd work hard and it would open you know, doors of possibility. Can you speak to that a little bit?
2: Oh, I thought that the story that he told about being the leader of the International Travel Club in graduate school and saying yes to that and that leading to his getting the job in Paris was just an amazing example of how you don't really know where things are going to go, but that your willingness to, to work with people who are asking you to step up is, is one of the key things that begins to um, signal to people that you can be um, a, a collaborator and then ultimately a leader.
1: Yeah. And, and when he talked about Paris, too, he he really brought my attention to the importance of bringing all your skills and, and your background to the table. You know, he talked about his art school background being appropriate, his the administrative skills he'd learned through law school training. And then he brought in his Chinese background, his American background, his Confucius beliefs, and how all of that um, brought purpose and meaning for him in that first role, which sort of, you know, really launched his career
2: yeah he's a marvelous example of somebody who doesn't try to um hide his totality as a person. you know he's not mm. he's not just limiting himself to being sort of an austere artist in black who does nothing but think about the arts. You know he's clearly a, a full human being who embraces his whole identity. It's yeah. wonderful. And he also knows his why, right he's He's mm. somebody who really understands his deep you know educational background. That's really what gave him a sense of purpose. How did you see that?
1: His service to others is really beautiful in the way that he's brought in his sort of background to inform that. It's it's a lot like his leadership process as well, where he is informed through the use of ideation and iteration. He talked a lot about that process that he gained, uh, certainly through his art school training, that he's always continuing to evolve further along his decision-making as leader and also evolve overall as a leader. Yeah, I thought he was a really
2: great example of somebody who is consciously composing as a leader, I thought that one of the things about his campus is that it's a kind of composition of its in itself, um, sort of an improvisational, ongoing, compositional opportunity for many different students and staff members and faculty to create themselves while they're at MICA.
1: Well, clearly the students at MICA and the whole city of Baltimore are lucky to have him. Thank you so much for introducing him to us, Corey. You can also access this interview and learn more about Sammy Hoy at www. .uncsa.edu/artistasleader please leave us your thoughts on our facebook page at keenan institute for the arts and let us know of any artist leaders you'd admire that you'd like for us to profile this podcast
2: is produced and edited by pierre carlo talenti our theme music is by the dimes
1: i'm Corey madden and i'm rob Kramer. thanks for listening